Hi, and welcome to Math Amusings. I'm Mike O'Connell, creator of Math Amusings, and your host. Stay tuned for 15 minutes of science, politics, news, and opinion. In other words, Math Amusings. Today's date is Friday, November 25th, 2022. It's one month until Christmas. This is Season 2, Episode number 47 of our show. It is a date uh, commonly referred to as Black Friday, as we are uh, now officially into the Christmas season. It's not just the holiday season anymore. Thanksgiving is in the books. This is now Black Friday. I would, I would refer to Black Friday as the uh, second most overrated American holiday. Yeah, and I'm, I'm calling Black Friday a holiday. Uh, people look at it as a holiday. I mean, like, stores celebrate it like the biggest holiday there is. I mean, let's face it, most holidays are just excuses to sell stuff anymore, right? Second most overrated holiday. And then you let that sit for a minute. And because you're thinking right now, well, Mike, what's the most overrated holiday? In your opinion, what's the most overrated holiday? Yep, it's the one we just had. Thanksgiving is the most overrated American holiday. Um, I, I love the idea of Thanksgiving, and, and perhaps it's you know the, the original one from 401 years ago. <laughs> I think I uh, did a... Uh, well, I, mean, I always do the show on Fridays, so... Must have been the day after Thanksgiving last year. Noted there was well, this is the 400th anniversary of the uh, the original Thanksgiving. I love the idea of it of different peoples coming together. Um, personally, though, Thanksgiving kind of does nothing for me. I do get the day off from work. That's nice. We get a few days off. Uh, my son is appreciative of that as well as a, as an attendee of the public schools. Me as an employee of the public school system. Uh, but it, it celebrates a, a bunch of things that I, I really don't care for. When the the uh, people always talk about the food, like oh the amount of food. Like one, I, I'm a I'm a tiny person. I'm allergic to a lot of things. I just I can't handle a lot of food. That doesn't do it for me. Also, I know where they sell food every single day of the year. Like the other 364 days, I know where to buy all those things. That uh, somehow it's like. Oh, we, we can have this huge feast on Thanksgiving. No, you, you can do that every single day of the year. Make every day awesome. Um, now, the, the other is like, well, you can spend time with your family. Now, I don't have a huge family uh, that I see often. Um, I do see a few people. And it, it's not as though I, I don't enjoy spending time with that family and friends. I, I do. It's, it's, the, uh, it's the production, the production that goes in the whole thing and and. People, I'd say most people, like stress out about this. Like, oh, that, you know, there's so much work that goes goes into Thanksgiving. To which I would say that work created by whom? Like, who is who's making you do this? Who's making you do this? And um, I, I would just rather rather relax. I'd, I'd rather relax and have you know the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving myself. Like, if I went over to Charlie Brown's house and he gave me a popcorn. Jelly beans, pretzel sticks, like I'd be fine with that. Like that, that to me is delicious. Let's let's, let's just relax on this one. Nobody is making you do this. Um, Emily Post is not coming for dinner. She's not going to be critiquing on on what you have done. Production is a little bit much for me. And as I said, I I know where they sell the food, so I I can have fun every day of the year. Uh, to me, it's it's uh, it's an unnecessary challenge 
that we have made for ourselves. We have made this day too difficult. Now, if you'd like a worthy challenge, if you want a challenge that I support and one that uh, one should undertake, well, here it is. You want to go to Natural Bridge, Virginia. This is where I was this past weekend. And um, it's a state park in Virginia. Now, there are other natural bridges out there. You know, you've got a, anytime you've got a stone archway, well, you can call that a, a natural bridge. This one, though, this one tops them all. It is a state park of Virginia. And, you know, you can look at pictures on the internet. It's like, you know, seeing the Grand Canyon. Like, you, you think it's, you think it's big, and then you actually see it and realize, whoa, whoa, it's way bigger than I thought it was. And that's how I felt about seeing natural bridge. For the first time, I'm, I'm 40 years old, I'm seeing this thing for the first time. It's a few hours down the road from where I live. And it's a straight three hours, let's say. There's, there's no traffic, because you know, I'm going southwest. Um, it's just, just off 81. It's actually on Route 11, or under Route 11. More on that later. And uh, the only word to describe it, it's awesome. And it's awesome, I mean that in the biblical sense, as in, like, awe-inspiring. This is an awesome thing to behold and uh, has mystified mankind for hundreds of thousands of years of, uh, I, I, even beyond civilization, like, you know, cavemen were probably looking at this and going to, whoa, Oh, <laughs> that's all the vocabulary they had, too. Even now, when we have thousands of more words at our disposal, all we can say is, whoa, whoa. And uh, yeah, it's just incredible. It's, it, uh, I guess, the, the, through thousands or millions of years of, of water, this, um, the creek, which I guess is a, the Cedar Creek, which is a tributary of the James River, the whole thing, if the, you know, you can, you can look this up, of the... Uh, geological uh, occurrences that, that produced this natural archway, which is like 200 feet tall. It's more than 200 feet tall. And they say 90 feet across, like wide enough for several cars to be passing over. And you can, you can walk under this thing that, that, that God has produced, right? Was respected by the native peoples of these lands. Um, it mystified settlers to these lands. A young George Washington, they say, came and, and surveyed this property uh, officially in 1750. Now, the, the way that they, the, the people who run the park, claim this is that they found the initials, George, the initials GW carved into the, uh, into the stone. That, well, that's got to be George Washington, right? Um, the other is, uh, okay, there was a stone marked with the GW initials that somehow they had determined that George Washington threw a rock over Natural Bridge. Now, I've seen it now. There's no possible way you could ever throw a rock over this thing. It's, it's like throwing a rock over the moon. Is, the thing is huge. And uh, like even the thing that, that people make fun of, you know, like Wikipedia as a news source. Now, I'm the Wikipedia of politics. I think Wikipedia is... It may, not even the greatest uh, source of information on the internet. It's like the greatest thing that mankind has ever come up with is Wikipedia. And I, I would say that to my students, colleagues, their parents, my, it, it, the administrators, and my you know, bosses and such. 
I'm the Wikipedia apologist, and uh, Wikipedia says something to the effect of, like, allegedly George Washington surveyed this area, like, it allegedly threw a rock over it. Um, so when they're questioning it, yeah, you got you got to question this. So uh, Washington probably came to the area. It was, like, the marvel of, of Europeans coming to these lands, like, oh, here's the thing you want to see. Here's the thing you want to see. Um, so speaking of settlers, a young, and presidents, a young Thomas Jefferson, pre-Declaration of Independence. So this is, and this is written up everywhere you go. And there's only one thing in the town. It's the Natural Bridge. 1774, Thomas Jefferson purchases the land on which the Natural Bridge sits. He called it, and I quote, the most sublime of nature's works. Now, I should also say that Jefferson said something similar about the confluence of the Shenandoah and Potomac rivers. He, he said to his European brethren that this, this site was worth the trip across the Atlantic, uh, from which uh, a spot that is now called Jefferson Rock, this is in Harper's Ferry. Now, that one was, uh, I don't know whose land he's standing on, but this one, when he's bragging about it, well, he owned the land, so of course he's going to say that. And uh, many famous guests through the years, like uh, presidents and congressmen and ambassadors and such, you know, come, come stay at TJ's pad out in the mountains in this awesome natural bridge. Uh, tourist attraction for many Europeans, still a tourist attraction. I was one of them over the weekend, and, and now it, it's run by the government and sort of owned by a private company, but managed by the government. It, it's, uh, it, I put that aside as I'm enjoying the views. So here's, here's what I was able to find. So in 2013, something called the Virginia Conservation Legacy Fund bought the thing for, I think it's like $9 million or something, but the thing, they, they couldn't hack it. They, they couldn't, um, keep up with doing it. I don't know if they were, you know, it, it obviously didn't make any money. I don't know if they were trying to preserve it or make it uh, more or less cool than it was. Uh, but they, they eventually t- like turned it back over to the state, and the state has been managing it since 2016. There is some kind of bizarre public-private partnership going on. This doesn't play as well on radio, but I used to do this on TV. Like anytime I said the word public-private partnership, I would always reach for my wallet because I I feel as though they're like they're putting one over on me when I hear that public-private partnership. That's when one of those bells goes off for me, as a, you know, a student of small government with what a public-private partnership. Nah, sounds a little a little sus to use a uh, 2020s word. So the, the VCLF uh, manages the property and, and the hotel at which I stayed, the Natural Bridge Hotel, which, which is it's just beautiful and, and historic and such. It's got a corporate name on it too. Like the, the, my credit card was swiped by some corporation um, and it, it's, that's who I'm really paying, but it's also sort of run by the government and managed by the government. I, I don't understand. It, it, you go, it costs money to, to enter the park. And I think this is unusual as far as like public parks goes. Like most national parks, I think, I think you just waltz in. Some of them have user fees, I suppose, but you you don't pay 
to park your car, you pay like literally as you're walking onto what's effectively a trail that runs along the creek and goes under the bridge. They say that the rates now, I don't know what it was before, but it, I mean, it was, it's, I think it's $9 adults for, and $6 for kids, it's, it's something like that. They say it's, it's a reduced rate of what it was before. So I'm, I'm sure this is thing, whole thing is propped up by government. I, I kind of set that aside that I was enjoying this. And uh, it's funny that they've like, they, the people managing now, has like erected walls around it, very similar to like roadside attractions, like straight, I can never remember, is it camp or is it kish? Anyway, like the cheesy, uh, you know, giant uh, foam dinosaurs and stuff and they, they put on the road or like here's the world's biggest strawberry like that kind of stuff and they put a wall up around it so like you have to pay to like walk inside oh here's the world's biggest ball of yarn like that sort of thing the government has done that it's taken on the role of like the cheesy carny roadside attraction camp and uh yeah they've they've totally taken up that mantle the one thing they did take out was this would have been great. I can just imagine it. It's called Foamhenge. Yeah, it, it's exactly what you think it is. It's Stonehenge, like a replica of Stonehenge, but made out of foam. I guess used to be on this property, but they moved it like three hours north. It's right near me now. It, it's in Centerville at Cox Farms, the Foamhenge. And I think there's more than one of these things too. Like people try to copy Stonehenge, you know. But that, I guess that was too much for the government. They moved that one. But it's still like the walls around it. That's hilarious. And and as I said, Route 11, like the Route 11, which goes through Binghamton too, it goes over the top of the natural bridge. Like you literally drive over the top of it. But they put huge walls up. So, I mean, they would say for safety. But really, it's so you can't look down for free. You know, they want you to pay your $9. Um, it, it's just, it's funny that, that they have to do that. Like, because otherwise people might get a look for free. They might see some awesome natural beauty for free and we want you to want you to pay for it. Uh, so it's just, it's, uh, it's unusual and hilarious and, uh, and I got to be a part of it over the weekend. And then as I say, this is a challenge worth doing. Get yourself down to Natural Bridge, Virginia at some point in your life. It's worth it. It's worth it. And uh, I always tell people like, when I describe my hometown, it's on Route 81. Oh, if you've ever been up Route 81, you've gone through it. I hope you didn't stop. Well, now I'm gonna say, if you've ever gone south on Route 81, this is a place where you should stop. Stop at Natural Bridge, Virginia. So that's your, uh, it's your hot take for the week. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you've enjoyed listening to Math Musings. I've enjoyed presenting this to you, and I do it every Friday. For more information or to contact, you can go to mikeoconnelljr.com.